This is the Workday Red Zone on the ticket, 95.3 and 9.70 a.m. K-N-E-A. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hello, friends. Hey, how we doing? How y'all feeling? It's Friday. I think I got a little bit of extra pep in my step. I hope you do, too. Obviously, uh, unless you're just completely new, and if you are, hey, hey, welcome to the program. But if not, all you same old, same olds, you probably know what we're going to get into today over the course of the next couple of hours on the Workday Red Zone. So, not going to try and reinvent the wheel today, but I think we'll uh, be able to adequately kill a couple of hours, and of course, we appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for kicking it with us today on The Ticket, KDA 970 AM, along with 95.3, 96.9, and 1041. KBRI. We're streaming online at 953theticket.com. And in addition to that, you can take us with you on the go. Download the TuneIn app, search for KNEA, and you will be all set. If you want to shout at us today, really easy, you can call us 870-930-3776. You can also interact with us on social media, facebook.com slash 953. The ticket is one place to head. Or you can holler at us on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie or by using the hashtag WDRZ. Hey, I'm Kara Richie. I'm joined in studio by producer Kate Carlton. Good afternoon. So everybody present accounted for a couple of hours of show on the way. Whole lot of football talk coming at you from uh, noon to two. Uh, what do we do at this point in the show? Oh, we go through headlines. That's how we go through this. I had a complete brain lapse for a second. I was like, what? What do I do for the next two hours? Uh, well, we usually tell you what's going on on the slate for today or the weekend or, or whatever. Of course, it's a game day eve for Arkansas State football. And uh, they're actually going to be playing in Jonesboro on a Saturday for the first time since week two against Memphis. But uh, Red Wolves facing, of course, Appalachian State. They've lost their last two matchups Against the Mountaineers, including a 45-17 setback last season in Boone. Kickoff from Centennial Bank Stadium is at 1 o'clock. Pre-game coverage will start at 11 on 107.9 K-Fine. Meanwhile, A-State freshman forward Norchad O'Meara has been named to the preseason watch list for the Lou Henson Award. That award is uh, goes out annually to the top mid-major player in Division One basketball. So yes, he absolutely needs to be on that list other notes uh, there's actually baseball going on right now red wolves in action in their fall world series and uh, so far team guarno has struck first as they erased a four-run first inning to win game one of the fall world series 10 to 4 in that one uh, jared toller jalen DeShazer, each with three hits and three runs blake mccutcheon also with a triple he drove in a game high three runs they're back at it tonight by the way admission is free as they're going to be doing this out at uh, Tomlinson Kell. First pitch is at 2 o'clock. Elsewhere news from the Sun Belt. And uh, congratulations to Jesse Duvall, Pauline Meyer, Dawson Mayberry as uh, the league announced its cross-country awards today. Jesse Duvall gets the sweep as the men's and women's cross-country coach of the year from the league. Pauline Meyer, the women's runner of the year. Dawson Mayberry, the men's freshman of the year. So Arkansas State, as you can imagine... After they won both team titles, represented well in the Sun Belt Awards. Elsewhere, the Hogs return to action tomorrow following their bye week. They're going to be hosting 17th-ranked Mississippi State. A win here would get well; it would get either team bowl eligible. But obviously, the Hogs sitting at, at five wins, they need to be able to 
get at least one more on the belt. Kickoff is at 3 on the SEC Network. And just want to remind everybody, the regular season, uh, high school football wraps up tonight across northeast Arkansas. Yeah, we did have a, a game or two last night in the area, but, but tonight is it for the regular season. So following the action, just one more reminder to tune in to the Friday Night Lights scoreboard show that's right here on the ticket for every score from every game in the area. Now that we've gotten a million headlines out of the way, let's go ahead and throw out the KavanaughCars.com question. At this point in time, I feel fairly confident that you know what's coming, but we'll state it just for the record anyways. So we're asking you, what happens in Saturday's Sunbelt tilt between Arkansas State and Appalachian State? The Red Wolves are a pretty sizable underdog. In fact, as far back as I, I can find, which is only... It's only to about 1999 or so that I can find lines for every game of the Arkansas State football seasons. Uh, this is the third largest margin that Arkansas State is, is an underdog. The biggest spread that A-State has, has had to face at home, they were, they were a 24-point dog one year against Memphis. And of note... D'Angelo Williams played for that team. Yes. <laughs> and ran all over the field that yeah, night. Yeah, that was a top 25 Memphis team. Uh, the other time where the Red Wolves, or I guess the then Indians, were underdogs of three touchdowns or more, well, that was when some guy named Eli Manning was the quarterback for the Ole Miss Rebels. So A-State is, has never been an underdog like this against a conference team. I guess I should probably tell you what, what that is. Uh, they're actually, if you look a lot of places right now, most places have A-State as a 21-point underdog. We don't like even numbers for our poll question. We don't want ever want there to be an opportunity for a push. Uh, so we've got, for the purpose of our question, um, App State favorite is, is 20 and a half points. So you've got three options on the KavanaughCars.com question. You can pick A-State to win. You can pick, pick App State to win. Or you can pick App State to win and cover the 20 and a half. So again, that's kind of the, the same KavanaughCars.com question we ask you pretty much every game day eve or, of course, if it's midweek on, on game day. Uh, other items of note, of course, since it is Friday, that means we have five for Friday picks. That's just five questions. Most of, most of them, yes or no, or over or under, easy stuff here uh, that you answer. And if you get the most right, then hey. We put a BA Burrito gift card in the mail for you and uh, reward you for playing along. We we definitely like to bribe you to listen <laughs> as much as we can because, I mean, come on, sometimes you need a little bit of extra incentive for putting up with us. But the phone lines will be open throughout the majority of today's program. 9303776 is the number to call. And again, uh, all of that on the table, the question of the day and the five for Friday picks. I don't like this matchup for Arkansas State. Yeah, and when a team is one in seven, to to be blunt, there's not a lot of matchups you are gonna like. But Appalachian State has has very very few weak points. They have very very few weak positions. There's not very many things they don't do well. They have senior leadership all up and down there too deep. They're just, they're a very well-built team. They have a lot of talent. 
and they're very good at going out and executing. So if you're looking for just some kind of weak spot, some place where Arkansas State can attack them and hope to come out with a significant advantage, there's like one, and we'll go through it later in our five questions that'll decide tomorrow's game. They're just really good. And and what gives me concern is obviously just obviously their, their offense because in terms of balance, I don't know who in the league right now really does it better than than how they do. Um, when we talk about balance on offense, there's two different ways you can look at it, and we've we've gone over these explanations a few different times. But there's the there's the thought process that you can be balanced in terms of of getting about half your yardage from passing and about half your yardage from from running. And they're fairly well balanced in that aspect. Um, it's not a complete 50-50 split, but I mean, it, it's it's just a, a well-balanced attack from the Mountaineers in what they're able to do. Then there's also the type of balance as, uh, as Mike Leach defines it. Because, of course, <laughs> a Mike Leach coach team is, is not going to be 50% running and 50% yeah. passing. But... He talks about balance in the sense that every single skill guy on the field has the same chance of being able to beat you. That is balance. So whether that is just an absolute boatload of receivers or whether that is a nice mix of running back, tight end, three wideouts, whatever. The thing is, when you look at this App State offense, they're a team that, well, they, they are able to do both. <laughs> Uh, in terms of you know their their yard uh, their yardage splits, you know they they rush for about 200 yards per game. They pass for about 270 yards per game. In terms of the multitude of different guys that can beat you, their quarterback Chase Bryce, a uh, transfer from Wake, is is very very good. Uh, their running back, as we mentioned yesterday, they have the guy who leads the league in yards per game. And they have a whole different dude who leads the league in rushing touchdowns per game. So you've got both Nate Noel and Cameron Peoples that you have to watch out for. In terms of the receiving game, they have a three-headed monster. They've got Corey Sutton, who is a guy who is very, very good. He set out last year, and he's back this year. He leads the team in yardage. He has five touchdowns, but hey, Malik Williams also has five receiving touchdowns. And then they've got Thomas Hennigan as well, just in case those other two guys aren't enough. And he's going to be a threat to both get in the end zone and haul in some deep passes as well. So everywhere you look, Arkansas State just has problems that they're going to have to defend. If A-State goes out and, again, can can carry over that momentum that they had in the second half of, of South Alabama, which was more about execution than any kind of trickeration or anything like that. If, if yeah. they tackle well, if they cover well, well, okay, this can be a competitive game. But if they don't, if they come out and play like they did in the first half against South Alabama, well, I just I hope they have extra cookies in the press box. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be stress-eating 20 minutes into that game. So the challenge is significant tomorrow for Arkansas State. And I wish I could tell you how it's going to go, but but I can't because 
we haven't seen a significant amount of consistent play from the Red Wolves, and, and there's still some areas where even eight games in, you wonder what the identity is in certain aspects and what it will be going forward over these final four games. But obviously a lot to talk about today as it pertains to this game, as it pertains to news from the Sun Belt, uh, additional games coming up in the Sun Belt, busy weekend in the SEC, some very important games in the top 25. So uh, I'm looking forward to a couple of hours of college football talk here on the show. We're going to have open phone lines during the break at 9303776. Again, we've got some five for Friday picks, question of the day, all that for you to dive in on. But let's take our first break of the show. We'll be back here in just a moment for more of the Workday Red Zone right after this on The Ticket. We are the station that always has our howl on. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station, 95.3. Cooler weather is here, but that doesn't mean it's time to put up the clubs. NEA Golf Cars has all the accessories for the golfer who knows there is no off-season. Go by NEA Golf Cars and see their selection of windshields, rain covers, and countless other manufacturer original parts. And if it's time to park your cart, bring it to NEA Golf Cars for service to make sure there are no surprises next spring. And as always, you can check out their selection of new golf cars, including the Onward Series from Club Car. Call 236 golf or get by NEA Golf Cars Highway 49 in Paragool. Hi, thanks for calling K13 Computers, your ITHQ. Hi, so I'm in a pickle. Everyone at the office thinks I'm a computer guru who fixes the internet, but really, I'm just an intern who resets the router. I don't know what an SQL is, and I can't... Whoa, 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 calm down. You called the right place. K13 is your IT headquarters. We fix home and office computers, networks, Wi-Fi. We have PC parts, electronics, gaming systems, and we're the best place around for ink and toner. But it sounds like you need our IT support services. We'll be your outsourced IT department on call. Tell everyone to Google K13 Computers or find us on Facebook for all their computer needs. That's K13 Computers in Jonesboro. Save big this week at Food Smart, where you get all items at cost, plus 10% at checkout. Get honeysuckle frozen turkeys, 24 to 26 pounds only, 68 cents a pound. Hormel seasoned pork loin fillets, one and a half pounds, 357. California red seedless grapes, $1.33 a pound. Fresh chicken leg quarters in a 10-pound bag, 38 cents a pound. And there's a huge craft buy eight, save $8 sale. Be smart. Shop Food Smart. Now open in Jonesboro and the two former Hayes supermarkets located on Nettleton and on G Street. After 19 years, Nebo Auto Center is moving. That's right. Northeast Arkansas's original new car alternative has a brand new location just a quarter mile south of the old one at 3910 Stadium Boulevard. Nebo is your home to late model, low mileage cars, trucks, and SUVs that fit almost any budget. So visit NeboAuto.com and head to their new location at 3910 Stadium Boulevard, a half mile south of the bypass, and look for the red roof at Nebo Auto Center. We go Nebo. Jim's Pawn Shop in Jonesboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins. Deal with local people who will be there for you this week and the next. Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best loan terms in the area. Jim's will give you money on almost anything of value. You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting gear, electronics, inventory changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland in Jonesboro. Voted best to the best. Six years in a row. New at Farmers and Merchants Bank on Highland Drive in Jonesboro are MVP Center. That's me banking virtual pro. Kind of like an ATM, only there's a real F&M banker on screen to help you do almost anything you can do inside the lobby. Live teller hours 7 to 7 weekdays and 9 to noon on Saturdays. Works as an ATM 24-7. Think inside the box with Farmers and Merchants Bank on Highland and coming soon to Southwest Drive at Parker Road. Member FDIC. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. 
Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate with you, 9303776. What's going to happen tomorrow for the Red Wolves as they get ready to host App State? App State, uh, well, they've, they've had some pretty good success this year. They're kind of good, is what I'm trying to say here. Coming to this one, 6 and 2. Three and one in the Sun Belt Conference are the only team in this uh, in the country this year to have knocked off Coastal Carolina, and that offense is looking kind of salty. Rolling into this one, so what happens? Can A State pull off the upset? Is App State going to win, or is App State going to win big and, and cover the twenty and a half points? Also, some five for Friday picks for you today. Be a burrito on the line. So fun lines open at 9303776. I wanted to flash back to last year because although it's it's certainly not an apples to apples comparison uh when you are you know looking back to, from last year to this year but like a lot of teams App State returns a lot of players. They have a lot of super seniors. So they have a lot of guys that contributed last year that are still on this team. Now, there's a couple of big differences. Their quarterback, Zach Thomas, moved on, but they replaced him with a more than adequate Chase Price. And then also of note, uh, Corey Sutton set out last year, who is their best wide receiver, and he's back this year. So there's nothing. They got better is basically what I'm trying to say here. But going back to last year, this game was was in Boone, and A-State was a pretty big underdog in that one. 13.5 points is what the Mountaineers were favored by in, uh, in the Rock. And... Not that I necessarily loved a lot of games <laughs> last year for Arkansas State. There's just not a lot of things you're just super hyped about after a 4-7 and seven season. But this is one of those games I just, I hated. I hated this game. Yeah. Last season for Arkansas State. There were just, you know, statistically, A-State could not run the football. Which, again, as, as much as we've talked about it this year, it was a significant issue last year as well. A-State couldn't run the football last year. Um, App State dominated them on the ground. I mean, it was a 305-yard to 73-yard advantage on the ground for App State. Um, The Red Wolves had a fairly sizable amount of penalties in this game last year. They committed 10. Uh, App State just never left the field last year when these teams played. And and what I mean by that is is they were 10-15 of on third down. So they just kept every single drive going. They scored touchdowns in every single one of the red zone opportunities. They sacked A-State six different times. So it was just a gross game from beginning to end. This was also a game that was kind of exacerbated by what at times felt like some really frustrating play calling and... What I mean by that is is we saw a goofy trick play or two that just did not work well at all for Arkansas State. And so even when the Red Wolves were able to get some momentum against an Appalachian State team that was better than them, it just was it was it was bad. I mean, we saw both we saw Jeff Foreman <laughs> attempt to pass yes. last year and you know what? I think he's just better suited for a receiver. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. That pass did not work, and it was picked off. Nothing good happened there. There were also other significant issues in this one last year, and so at the end of the day, this is one of those, it was just, man, 
got to the end of this game and it was just like lord let it let it in yeah that was one of those where it was like what is it 28 to 7 or 31 to 7 at halftime and it's like yeah maybe i just need to turn this off it was 31 to 7 at the half and it was just huh I would apologize for going through it. I mean, that's one of the things we normally do prior to a game day is is reflect back on the previous matchups, but I feel like I should now apologize to all of you and myself and Cade for bringing that one back <laughs> up. It was just a gross game. It really, really was. And unfortunately, you know, this series has not been a kind one to Arkansas State. Now, there was that obviously really, really fun one in Boone. Back a few seasons ago where Arkansas State was was a, you know, decent underdog to the Mountaineers in Boone. And it was a game where Arkansas State started strong and, and finished well. And honestly, it was a, a game where the final score was not as close as the actual game itself was. And, and that was a good one. It was a midweek nationally televised showdown. And it was fun. And you're like, all right, you know, App State might have came into Jonesboro in one game, one of the series. But... Arkansas State punched right back in Boone and showed them who is still the boss of the belt. And man, if that doesn't feel like a million years ago. Because unfortunately, since that game, there really hasn't been any... You really can't argue with the fact that these programs have gone in in different directions. You know, App State is at a point now with their program where they're going to contend for a Sunbelt Conference title every year. Now they're going to exchange, they're going to have to exchange blows with with Coastal Carolina and whoever comes out on top there is, is going to have to square off against the Cajuns and it's going to be a tough battle. But when you talk about the top three teams in the Sunbelt Conference right now, it is set in stone who is on that list. It is Louisiana, it is Coastal Carolina, it is Appalachian State. And unfortunately, since the league has gone to a conference championship game, Arkansas State really hasn't been in that conversation. They're not in that conversation this year. And again, tomorrow is a game that I'm just, I'm quite apprehensive about. And I do not like the matchup. Looking back at at series history, the first time, these teams haven't played a lot, you know, being in, in... different divisions the very first time these teams played it was in 2014 app was a newbie to the conference and things had started off really slow for them uh, as far as getting acclimated to the fbs level and they did not come in to the league and, and play very well at all and that in about the middle of the season all of a sudden they got things rolling and won their final six games which included a win against Arkansas State. That was also, 2014 was a long time ago, and I've slept since then, but that was also a game, if I recall correctly, where Arkansas State just had some missed opportunities. Yeah. Uh, and, and let some things happen that contributed that win. Like, I think maybe, like, App State scored right before the half and really took in a lot of momentum into the half, came back, got the football, and then the second half was just not a good one yeah. for the I Red just, Wolves. I remember that game being cold. Yeah. That was a very cold day. It was game. yeah, it was in mid-November. Yes, Arkansas State is a fourteen-point favorite, lost by five to App State in in Jonesboro again. Uh, Two thousand fifteen was a year where the Red Wolves got their payback, and uh, <laughs> at least until A State <laughs> gets back in the win column again, that's going to be my favorite game in this series because 
the most recent two have not been not been ideal. The one we haven't mentioned in 2018, Arkansas State lost to App State in Jonesboro 35 to 9. Again, just not a game that is has been very competitive. So if we're making a wish list of, of what we want to see, we're ultimately, I mean, look, you want you want to see a win. That's what you want from your team. And when you're one and seven, you don't care how in the world your team goes about it. But I mean, one thing that you want to see in this one is just see Arkansas State be competitive from beginning to end. As a fan, I don't want to be tapping out at halftime because the past two meetings between these teams, that's that's what it's felt like. You just want somebody to, to about put you out of your misery so you don't have to watch the second half. And uh, I hope, hope that is not the case. A lot of questions for this one for, for A-State. I, I think the Red Wolves coming into this okay-ish in terms of health. That's kind of been obviously a week-to-week situation. I think, you know, Sammy Johnson, if he's not back this week, is going to be, you know, super close to it in terms of his recovery, which, I mean, thank goodness, man, say a prayer of thanks for, for that entire situation and how that's worked out and just uh, unbelievable that we're going to see him again on a football field this year. But we are. If it's not this week, it'll be next week, but it's it's soon that he'll be able to come back in and boost that Red Wolves secondary core. Now, that, uh, that's great, but I, I think and I hope we should see more of Kenny Harris this week there in the secondary, he's played well the past couple of weeks. He didn't play for several games to start the season, but it seems like since he's been in the mix, he's been able to give Arkansas State a spark. And, of course, he had an interception last week. He had an interception in the game before that against Louisiana. Why not try and see if he can make it three in a row? Uh, Chase Bryce, really hard to pick off, by the way. But, you know, why not? Just add it to to the wish list. Elsewhere, you know, we already know that the D-line is beat up, and unfortunately... That's a unit that once once you get beat up, you're beat up for the rest of the season. So that's four more games of that unit just trying to just grit and bear it and make it through the season. Grin and bear it or grit it out. I don't know. I'm just mixing mixing my wordplay here. So apologies there. But we'll see what happens there. Of course, the question is, you know, will we see any of the freshmen uh, obviously, everybody wants to know if we're going to see Wyatt Beagle. I, I have no idea. I know one way that, that we probably would is if this game goes in a direction like last year. I don't know if they would try and give him some opportunities. I hope that's not the case. I hope that if we do see Beagle, it's because they just want to bring him in for a play or two and, and just do something different to perhaps kept, catch the Mountaineers' defense off guard and just throw him in there for a package or two. Um, if it's if it's a competitive game, I, I don't think we'll see him, and I'm okay with that. And if it's not a competitive game, well, anyways. Other than that, looking at players that we might see that um, that we haven't really seen yet, either much of or at all, you know, McKeelan Thomas was a player that Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, mentioned Tuesday when he was here with us. Um, they're really high on this young man. He is out of the central Arkansas area. And fun fact, his offensive line coach in high school, I'm pretty sure, was Austin Morton, a guy who had some pretty good success as an offensive lineman here at Arkansas State. So he's had some pretty good tutelage. And I think he can come in and contribute there. Additionally, I'm curious if we see any of, of Omari Walker. I think he's played in one game so far, but that's that's the speedster from from Texas a guy who was a track standout in addition to being a very good football player as well. But when you look at these lists of freshmen that that we have not seen yet, 
that that might be it in terms of guys we could see over these final four games because the players that they think that can contribute for the most part have Justin Parks, Emmanuel Stevenson, um, guys like that. I mean, we we've seen them already, so they are already not not gonna not gonna redshirt. I'm also curious if we see any more of of Marcel Murray this season. Again, when we were going through our list of guys and their participation reports and and things like that, he has played in four games so far this year for A-State. So if he is hurt, I want to see this team redshirt him. I do. I really do. I'd because at this point in time it's the season's a wash. Yeah. This is a guy who has not been healthy in three years. So if you have any opportunity to get him healthy, then redshirt him and look ahead to the future. Because the present, you're not really battling for a lot in the present. You still have a lot of things you can work towards in the future. Additionally, Derek Bean, a guy who's been a significant contributor at, at linebacker, over his years at Arkansas State, he's only played in four games too. And he has never redshirted. So those are two kind of kind of interesting situations as we look ahead to the final four games of the 2021 20, season. So I guess we'll find out when we go back and look at participation reports following this one as far as what are some of the other, what are some of the decisions that this coaching staff is making. And, and it will give us an indication, not even so much of, of how they're feeling about this season, but how they're feeling about the future and who they feel like can contribute um, in 2022 and, and after that. I'll tell you what, it's time for us to take a, a quick breather. 9303776 is the number to call. You can weigh in with us during the break. We'll come back, continue to get you caught up on A-State News right after this on The Ticket. We're not as socially awkward as you think. Search for 95.3 The Ticket on Facebook. And follow us at 95.3 The Ticket on Twitter. Cattle prices up, most crops down. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB New Market Report. December corn at 555 down four and a quarter with March corn at 564 down three and three quarters. November soybeans 1195 and a half down 13 and three quarters with January soybeans at 1209 and three quarters down 13. December wheat at 769 down four and three quarters with March wheat at 782 and a quarter down four. December cotton at 11612 down 34 with March cotton at 11241 down 50. January rice 1353 that's up eight and a half cents. March rice 1375 and a half also up eight and a half. Moving on to livestock now, December live cattle 131.55, up 92 and a half, with February live cattle 136.77 and a half, also up 92 and a half. November feeder cattle 159.17 and a half, up 115. January feeder cattle 159.20, up 102 and a half. December lane hogs at 76.77 and a half, down 110, with February hogs at 79.67 and a half, down 50. That's your EAB Noon Market Report, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. The key to cleaner, ready-to-plant fields next spring? Use the newest PPO burndown herbicide to create the foundation for your tank mix this fall. Reviton's novel active ingredient and low use rate means better resistance management and powerful, fast performance even against tough-to-control fall weeds like henbit, morning glory, and poa. Hammer weeds harder with Reviton. Learn more at helmcrop.com slash Reviton. That's H-E-L-M crop.com slash Reviton. Always read and follow label directions. Red Rose fans, this is Coach Butch Jones, and it's game week. We need you in Centennial Bank Stadium this Saturday. Hatcher 
Throws it over the middle. Caught today. Linton across the 40. Breaks a tackle across the 45-50. T. Hunt across the 40. 30. 20. He's inside the 10. And he's into the end zone for the score. 76 yards. Help us lock the vault. Secure your seat now. Visit astateredwolves.com or call 870-972-2781. Wolves up. Lensmasters in downtown Jonesboro is your one-hour eyewear center. That's right. Get your glasses in just one hour. Just bring your prescription in and our trained eyewear specialist will style you with the perfect glasses for you. Selection isn't a problem at Lensmasters. We have the largest eyewear showroom with the top brands. Come see us today and let our trained stylist and licensed opticians help you with the style perfect for you. Our on-site lab makes your prescription lenses in just one hour. Lensmasters, 320 South Church Street, downtown Jonesboro. Over the years, Purcell Tire and Service Center has earned the reputation as the home of a huge selection of tires, plus unbeatable service on your personal vehicle. And now, Purcell is looking for you to join their team. Purcell is looking for mechanics, tire technicians, and an outside service technician for medium commercial tires. Apply now at PurcellTire.com, PurcellTire.com, and click on Careers. And next time you need your vehicle serviced, remember to go see your friends at Purcell Tire and Service Center, corner of Parker and Caraway Road, Jonesboro. Vote today in Farmers Emergence Bank's cutest trick-or-treater photo contest for your chance to win a station gift bag. The Little Ghosts and Goblins Entered also have an opportunity to win one of three great Halloween gift baskets from Farmers Emergence Bank. Vote through Monday, November 8th at midnight for Farmers Emergence Bank's cutest trick-or-treater at 953theticket.com or our Facebook page. Brought to you by The Ticket and Farmers Emergence Bank. Member FDIC. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Phone line's open at 9303776. You can chime in on our five for Friday picks. Of course, these are all regarding A-State and App-State. And also the KavanaughCars.com question of the game. We're asking for your prediction on what's going to happen. Is A-State going to win? Is App-State going to win? Or is App-State going to win by a whole, whole lot? <laughs> those, are, those are your three options. We'll continue to dive in on that one coming up later. We'll have our five questions that we think will decide that game. But uh, meanwhile, a big day-to-day in the Sun Belt and continual news out there in terms of realignment. Because that is... A news cycle that, I guess, we're on about four months of that. Still hasn't really slowed down significantly in terms of those conversations. But uh, today, James Madison made it official. In fact, I'm honestly surprised we haven't seen a release at this point in time from the Sunbelt Conference stating that they are officially in. But with James Madison, the situation was a little bit different there because of the fact that they were moving divisions, moving from FCS to FBS. They had to go through a legislative process. So they had all the meetings today. They met with their delegates or state congressmen or whatever it was. Had a roll call vote. Everybody was unanimous. So James Madison is now officially in the fold. They will start the FCS to FBS process July 1st of 2022. So what that means is when you transfer from from one football classification to the others, it is a two-year process. Basically, you spend one year transferring out of FCS and one year transferring into FBS. So it means you have limitations each year in each classification. So, for example, next season when the Dukes are competing, they, they've been a very, very good football team 
over the years. But next year, they will not get to take part in the FCS playoffs. They are ineligible for that. I don't know if they're going to come into the Sun Belt because it's a much better league than it was seven years ago and be able to automatically compete the way Georgia Southern and App State did the year that, that those teams moved up. But in 2023, because of the transition process, the Dukes will not be able to compete in, in a bowl game because of how that works. So again, one year transferring out of FCS, one year transferring into FBS, and then the rest of their sports going to join the Sun Belt July 1st, 2023. So that is when we'll see the full 14-team Sun Belt Football League. Interesting stuff that came out today in terms of that James Madison press conference. And I've, I've honestly learned a lot from some of the new beat writers around the league. Uh, the men and women that cover, cover Marshall and ODU and Southern Miss and, of course, James Madison today. And one thing that was put out there today was a significant dollar amount. Shane Metlin, who covers James Madison for DNR Online, was there, of course, covering the press conference today. And so he's got, he's got dollars, money numbers, because we haven't known how much the Sun Belt is going to be making once things look a little bit different. Basically, he put out the number that James Madison could earn $2.5 million from media rights. I don't know if that is accurate because I've seen some people saying it's uh, $2.5 million if and when the college football playoff expands to twelve. dollars um, If it's $2.5 million of, of total revenue, exactly what it is. But that's the first time we've really seen a number out there. Now, what we know is that the Sun Belt pays out in terms of media rights. Every school is the same. So if that's what James Madison is going to get in 2024, then that's what A-State's going to get in 2024. And that is significant. Significant. Because if you go back to the beginning of 2018, do you know how much the Sun Belt <laughs> got from ESPN in terms of their TV contract? In January 2018, it was $100,000. And that was it. So, basically, the beginning of 2018, you had $100K. And then the league signed a new television right deal, and it was rumored to go up to to $400 or $500K. And it was also reported that it could increase annually. So, maybe it got up to $700K before they signed a new one. They signed a new one. It was said that... Maybe it would be around $100,000. And then all of a sudden you start adding in all these teams and it continues to go up and up and up and up. Again, this is not money A-State's going to see right now this second. But it, it continues to be an increase. And it also shows why the Sun Belt was able to stay intact. Because I said for a long time that, that you know, if, if the AAC was going to ask A-State, they, they should have gone. And the reason for that was money. I know you're thinking, oh, who wants to be in a conference with Temple and all of these other strangely laid out places. But if you were going to get $7 million a season from your media rights contract, which is what the AAC's current TV contract is, man, you take it. You take it. Then the reports that once things changed around, that TV contract would be cut in half. Okay, still $3.5 million? You take it. 
But then there were reports that the new additions would be making less. They would get a smaller payout for the conference than some of the old, original members. Uh, how much less? Because then you're really talking about splitting hairs. And obviously the travel in the Sun Belt is going to be less than in some of the other peer group of five leagues. So at the end of the day, that's why, in my opinion, so many teams stayed. They looked around, they're like, all right, we can we can sit around until 2023, 2024 and, and get an increase in revenue. Our league continues to build so we can get additional money from perhaps a college football playoff. Our payout there could increase. Uh, we've got, um, we don't have a situation where our travel costs are going to significantly go up with these new additions. So you look at all of this, and I guess the schools all looked at each other, and they're like, ah, let's just stay put. We got a good thing. Let's just let's just keep on keeping on. So, again, James Madison makes it official among their state legislator and all of that today. So I would anticipate soon a announcement from the Sun Belt welcoming them in. I don't know if they'll do that that today. You know, sometimes you just don't want to put out big news on a Friday. Because if you yeah. if you put out big news on a Friday, by the time we get back to Monday, nobody's going to remember. There's so much that happens now, and our attention span is so short. So I feel like we're either going to see that in the next hour, or we're not going to see it we'll until see it Monday. Monday. Yeah, we'll see it first thing Monday morning. Uh, one of those two will happen. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Again, James Madison bringing in... A, a program that's kind of cut from the, the App State and Georgia Southern cloth in the sense that they've had very, very good football success. They've competed. They haven't, they haven't won uh, over the past few years, but they've competed for several FCS national championships. Of course, they also have a very good softball team. And they got, they got money, man. Their budget is $58 million. Dollars. Now that's going to be cut down a, a lot because they get a lot of that from student fees. But still, they got they got some dollars. Now one of the big stories with James Madison's jump is that their current league, the CAA, voted to keep them from competing in league championships while they prepare for a move to the Sun Belt. It is completely bush league. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's not really a situation that James Madison can fight because it's in their it's in their bylaws, and they've used it before. They did it when Old Dominion left for Conference USA in 2013. It's just a a situation, you know. James Madison tried to like appeal and be like, "Hey, can you can you help us out?" And CAA was like, eh, nah. Yeah, I mean, that's the same level of Bush League as, like, punishing a team for something that happened five years ago when all of their, like, players weren't on campus. But Which know. is absolutely something we're seeing from, from Oklahoma yes. State or the Oklahoma State NCAA situation, which is just insane. It really is. I really – this is a conversation for another day, but the NCAA really needs to rethink how they do punishments. I mean, they, they have to. Because punishing current students, coaches, everyone else for things that were, you know, a previous coaching staff's sins is is insane. Yes. Same thing with vacating wins. Vacating wins is 
still like the dumbest penalty I could possibly yeah, think of. Yeah, I mean, it's like, no, I, I literally watched that on TV or I literally was there. Like, mm-hmm. You can't tell me it didn't happen. I really think, look, to me, the NCAA just always strikes me as a little power hungry and money hungry. I don't understand why you don't find teams. And not a small amount. You find programs a significant amount. A significant amount. So, like yeah. 2% of their budget. I, I'm fine with finding. I'm fine with uh, reducing scholarships and reducing visits and stuff like that. But telling kids that weren't even a part of the violation that they can't go to a bowl game or can't go to the NCAA tournament is Bush League. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Let's go ahead and hit pause. We've got one more break to take in this hour, so we'll dive into it. Come back. uh, More Sunbelt talk on the way here on the Workday Red Zone. Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95.3 The Ticket. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Whenever you ask an NFL coach about distractions, he probably says that the players are focused on the task at hand. But several teams face challenges this week. Packers go to Kansas City without Aaron Rodgers. Browns have a huge game against Cincinnati, still trying to figure out what they're going to do without Odell Beckham Jr. Broncos visit the Cowboys without their star player Von Miller, who reportedly left a somewhat fractured locker room behind in Denver. The Raiders head to New York to face the Giants in a game they should win, but still processing the terrible, tragic death caused by their former receiver, Henry Ruggs. Every player is different. Some can put blinders on no matter what's happening, but they're humans. We never know what's going on behind the scenes. How many times have you watched a game and been surprised that a team didn't play up to expectations? This could be an unpredictable week as teams try to deal with a wide range of issues that go way beyond football. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The hottest rookies, the biggest superstars, the all-time greats. There's only one place to collect them all, Panini Trading Cards. As the exclusive trading card partner of the NFL and the NFLPA, Panini America utilizes iconic brands like Don Rusk and Contenders, delivering instant classic trading cards of the most popular players. For autograph cards, memorabilia, rare inserts, and rookie cards, there's something for everyone in Panini America packs. Start or continue your collection today at PaniniAmerica.net. First dates, second dates, 333rd dates. Whatever the number, when the moment comes, you need to be ready. Roman ready. Being Roman ready means you have the confidence and the control to perform when the moment comes. Go to GetRoman.com forward slash community and connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional. If appropriate, they can prescribe ED treatment to help you be Roman ready. Visit today, and if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of ED. Money comes and money goes. Unfortunately, it doesn't come and go at the same pace. That and even coming and going of money is one of the most important reasons why you'll like doing business with Merchants and Planners Bank in Clarendon. First, open a checking account, and you'll be able to keep track of all outgoing money. Second, a savings account, and then when you're fortunate enough to have more money coming in than going out, you'll want to add that extra to your savings account and collect interest on it. And third, because you'll be an established customer at Merchants and Planners Bank in Clarendon. And when you have a money need that's more than you can comfortably afford from your savings or salary, you'll find that it's easy to obtain a loan. Why not visit Merchants and Planners Bank today and open both your checking and savings accounts? You'll find you're going in the right financial direction from then on. Merchants and Planners Bank in Clarendon, member FDIC. Think your child might have swallowed the wrong medication? Gotten into your household products? Had a reaction to a bite or a sting? Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 1-800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. Save the number. Save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. 
Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Fascinating day on Twitter, by the way. Uh, 9303776 is the number to call. You can reach out to us as we've got some five for Friday picks. I guess I need to get those typed up and put on Facebook as well. I'll work on that during uh, our next couple of breaks. But we do have them ready for you to call in and and weigh in on. And then also asking you today uh, what happens tomorrow between Arkansas State and Appalachian State. Let's see how many... uh, Optimist we have among the voting block today. That's what we'll call you. We'll call you optimist. 20% of you going with the Red Wolves to win in this one. And I would look, I would like for you to bottle some of that optimism and sell it for days when I'm just not feeling that great. I could, I could use some of that optimism. Again, uh, I'm not going to make a bold prediction on how tomorrow will shake out, but I, I do not like this matchup for the Red Wolves. When we come back in hour number one, we'll look at some of the five questions that we feel like might determine this one. And see which directions it could probably shake out. Uh, If you need something to watch tonight, of course, there are going to be a couple of college football games on your telly. As we are in that stretch, this marvelous, wonderful stretch, about a week into it, by the way, of where we've got 27 consecutive days of football on TV. Tonight, you've got Virginia Tech at Boston College and Utah at Stanford. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so those are on. Yeah, I mean, the Virginia, Tech's game, Virginia Tech game is interesting because Fuente might be gone if they drop to four and five. You do wonder about that. I'm also intrigued by Utah at Stanford. Not not because I'm just, I don't know, not that I'm, I'm super in, intrigued by that game in the sense that I am going to spend a lot of time caring about who wins or loss, or loses. But when you look at, of course, the the college football playoff rankings and just how goofy they are this year, we've seen the committee value good wins over bad losses. Oregon, of course, is in the top four right now. They had a bad loss to Stanford. So if Utah goes out and wins that game, does it... Obviously, it won't hurt them anymore because, again, the committee just makes up their own rules, but it just gives us more more fodder for fans to talk about how bad Stanford is this season. So, interesting stuff there. Of course, if you want to watch a real powerhouse game tonight, uh, we've got some smart kids squaring off on ESPNU. I think tonight it's... Let me double-check on... The game tonight. I know it's Ivy League football. But of course as soon as. I'm trying to click around and find the actual slate. For ESPNU now. I can't find it. And I apologize. Because I slipped my mind on who's on TV. So this is a great segment. Let's talk about this game tonight. That I forget who's playing (laughs) in. Yeah. Not smart. Not a a good segment. Mm, Yeah. not, Not good here. I bet if I click around for like two more minutes, I can find it. I'm just going to keep keep clicking here until maybe I can find something, literally anything, uh, to talk about for two minutes. I don't want to dive into, you know, the good stuff that's 
about to come up in the next hour. So right now, basically, this is this is the stalling for time segment that's coming up. What you're talking about the smart kids game tonight? Yeah, Princeton and Dartmouth. Thank you. Yeah, there five o'clock. Five o'clock kickoff on ESPNU. There you go. So that's right when you're you're done with work today. You might as well go ahead, go ahead and go home and you know mail it in because the time is going to change this weekend. So congratulations on not doing anything productive at all for the next four months after five o'clock because it's pitch black dark outside. So you might as well just go ahead and get to that mindset a couple days early. Just go home and put on your pajamas at five o'clock and it's watch the best time of the year. Watch some Dartmouth Princeton. I those words make me want to fight. <laughs> Kate is a huge. Huge fan of fallback, and I am yes. almost like violently angry over just the thought of it. When it gets dark at like five five thirty, that just means it's basketball. Like November to January is the best time of the month or best time of the year because that's basketball. So when it gets dark at five or five thirty, I just think basketball it makes me happy. It's just it's it's so hard to get motivated to run errands and do things you need to do around the house when it's it's dark at five o'clock. Like my brain just thinks it's time to go to bed. Yeah. Now, I will say the first week is a little, like, crazy to get used to, but once that first week's over, it's great. I'm just... Apologies in advance if this <laughs> show gets very depressing over the next four months. This is just going to be a sad show every day. It's going to come in, and you're like, oh, it's going to get dark in 20 minutes. That's that's my mindset for the next four months. I, I just don't... I'm I'm not ready. I am not ready. I'm not going to be able to handle it. But again, for those of you that actually still have clocks and not everything is digital on your phone, you should update those uh, coming up Saturday night slash Sunday morning. I don't know if, I don't think I have anything in my house to change. I keep seeing people post, don't forget to change your clocks. I don't, maybe like my microwave? That, that might be it. Yeah, I don't like, yeah. I mean, who uses an actual alarm clock anymore? Well, I I did for a long time because I'm if I have my phone, I'm just going to hit snooze for two hours and not. <laughs> and if I actually use an old school physical alarm clock across the room, then I will get up and go go take care of that. But I actually haven't done that in a while either. Yeah, I just well. hey, maybe sometimes that's good because then you wouldn't leave your phone on vibrate and not on ringer and then miss your flight like I did. Yeah, I haven't done that ago. in a while. <laughs> Anyways, again, don't forget to change whatever clocks you got, assuming those clocks don't change for you. That's coming up. Uh, I think it's it's like Saturday night at 1 o'clock. Yeah, like 2 a.m. Yeah. I can't remember if at 1 o'clock it goes to 2 or if at 2 o'clock it goes to 3, but really does. I'm going to be asleep regardless, so it really doesn't matter that much. I'll just wake up and it'll be a different time Sunday morning for, for all of us. We've still got a lot of college football talk to get into as we go – Get ready for hour number two, last hour of the show this week. So, hey, keep it here with us. More to come after this on the Workday Red Zone. This is Will Oswald with your Friday Ticket Sports update from KNEA, Brancy with Plants and Tire Service. It's homecoming weekend for the football Red Wolves as they play their first home game in nearly two months tomorrow, hosting Appalachian State at Centennial Bank Stadium. 
Pre-game coverage begins at 11 tomorrow morning. Kickoff at 1 on 107 IK. Finding the AB Red Bulls Sports Network from Learfield. Presented by Arkansas Blue Cross Blue Shield. Arkansas is back home as well tomorrow as they take on Mike Leach and the Mississippi State Bulldogs at Reynolds Razorback Stadium. Kickoff in Fable is at 3 o'clock on Saturday. College basketball last night. Williams Baptist University opened the men's season in high style with a 107-72 round of champion Christian College. The Eagles led by four players in double figures. Franklin Pettion leading the way with 20 points off the bench. It's homecoming in Walnut Ridge tomorrow as well as the Eagles host Ecclesia College tip off at 2 tomorrow afternoon at the Sutherland Maybe Center in Walnut Ridge. Bringing you the best deal on tires since 1963 now with two Jonesboro locations. That's Plaza Tire Service and that's the latest from the ticket. are falling at car today and now is the time to get the best savings on late model low mileage cars trucks and suvs because at car today we say yes no credit bad credit or bankruptcy no problem we will get you approved because we know bad things can happen to good people and all of our vehicles come with our peace of mind package included we offer free warranty free oil changes debt protection sales tax financed available and satisfaction guaranteed Plus, when 10 people you refer buy a vehicle from us, we will pay off yours. Get to Car Today, where we say yes. On Stadium in Jonesboro or NEA, cartoday.com. Now's the time to bounce into Play It Again Sports to get your favorite basketball player ready for hoops. Play It Again can outfit you from head to toe, including custom jerseys and uniforms for your team, along with socks, arm sleeves, and other apparel. If you're coaching a team, get by Play It Again for balls, nets, cones, whistles, scorebooks, and more. And don't forget, if you have sports equipment lying around and no longer being used, you can bring it to Play It Again and turn it into cash. Before you check into the game, check into Play It Again Sports at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. Great vision matters. Whether you're on the field or in the stands. That's why Vision Care Center of Northeast Arkansas is here to serve you. Vision Care Center offers diagnosis, treatment, and care for a variety of eye conditions. The glasses shop at Vision Care Center also has the most comprehensive selection and expert stylists to find the perfect fit for you to look your game day best. Your road to excellent vision starts at Vision Care Center of Northeast Arkansas. Call 870-932-2211 to schedule your appointment today at our Jonesboro, Paragold, and Pocahontas locations. Don't get stuck in the mud this deer season because of your tires. $30 gets you started with the dream tires you need for your hunting truck. Or if you need off-road tires, we got them. And just $30 will get you started. And make sure your family is safe for the big holiday trip this year with a new set of passenger tires. Get the tires you need and the wheels you want. $30 gets you started right now at Local Tire and Wheel. Open seven days a week to serve you. Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. until 6 p.m. 9 to 5 on Saturday and 1 to 5 on Sunday. Local Tire and Wheel. 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro across from Burger King. Where $30 gets you started on the tires you need and the wheels you want. With payments to fit your budget, no credit check, and everyone approved. Get curb appeal with Local Tire and Wheel. You're listening to KNEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket.
Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara Ritchie, Kate Carlton. Hanging out with you for the second hour of the program. We found some big uh, big news coming out during the break. Jerry Springer is going to be on game day tomorrow. I don't know if he's going to be the guest picker or not, but that is something we are going to have to tune in and see. I have no idea if this perhaps relates to Monkey Gate, a story that dominated our conversations earlier in the week, but I am, I am thoroughly intrigued. I guess there's probably bigger news than that that came out. Right at the start of the 1 o'clock hour as well. Just announced by Arkansas State Women's Basketball. And I tell you what, this isn't really my news to share. So I'm going <laughs> to uh, cede the microphone here to Cade Carlton and let him tell you what today's big news is as it relates to Arkansas State Women's Hoops. Well, uh, starting next week. I'll be doing a state women's basketball broadcast here on the ticket. So exciting times. Uh, Back-to-back, I guess, uh, what do they call it? Screaming Kids games to open up the season. 11 a.m. against Central Baptist, and then Friday at at Oklahoma. So I'm excited. Uh, Went out to practice uh, a week or two ago and uh, got the chance to kind of interact uh, with Coach Daniel and the staff a little bit. So so I'm excited. Fun times. Obviously, you are – by no means new to play-by-play. In fact, I think the first time I saw Cade sitting courtside was also my first year in <laughs> in radio when I worked at at 103.9 The Game. Cade already is like a were you like maybe a high school freshman? Uh, I was 16. Okay, at that point, yeah. So, so I'm 20. What am I? 24, 25. I don't even know how old I am. 25, I think. That was the first time I saw Cade Carlton sitting courtside and doing play-by-play. And at that point in time, he was doing play-by-play or, or perhaps just color yeah. uh, for NEA tournament games. And he has been a phenomenal play-by-play voice every year since. You've heard him on the EAB Family of Networks uh, for years doing NEA tournament games. You've heard him, of course, uh, for several seasons being the voice of the Nettleton High Raiders. Uh, this year, of course, the play-by-play a voice for Brooklyn High School football. And then starting on Tuesday the play-by-play voice for Arkansas State women's basketball. So, congratulations, Cade. Thank you. I'm 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 excited to get going. I'm also very excited about the road trips. <laughs> He's like, "I'm ready to go. <laughs> Give me on a bus. Give me on a plane. Get me out of here." Um <laughs> uh, we do want to say, of course, uh I want to say how awesome it's been over the years to be able to listen to Keith Merritt on the call. Um obviously that that trademark bottom phrase um, I, Kate, I know you got your own thing going, so that's that's yeah. not something we're going to hear anymore. And and I'm going to miss that. I definitely will. And and Keith has been just such a huge part of Arkansas State athletics for I don't know how long. I did, longer than I could tell you to be sure. But uh, so Kate's going to have some big shoes to fill. But I, I know he is aware of that, and I know he will he will do the job incredibly well. So I am I'm looking forward to. Trying to trying to decide if I'm gonna if I'm gonna listen to you on the call on Tuesday or if I'm gonna <laughs> if I'm gonna go out and hang out with the uh, with the childrens. I mean, why not both? For our, I could, you I could. I, I mean, if you want to if you want to drown out the uh, the the noise of I guess screaming kids, I mean, you could always just 
bring some headphones. That might actually be my best bet right there because I've got I've got <laughs> the headphones that I wear day to day for the show. I've got the nice over ear yeah. headphones. They've got the big big foam cushion, so they're really comfortable on your head. Uh, so I might I, I could do that. That's the best of both worlds. So I could listen to the game through ninety five three the ticket dot com or on my tune in app. And then, of course, uh, sit sit there and watch it, take it in as well, and get to know this A-State women's basketball team. There's uh, obviously a lot of questions going into this season with just a pretty significant roster overhaul. You also add in the fact that right at the start of the season, Jaira Washington is not going to be able to be out there with the team. She's still recovering from from some knee surgery. So there's probably there's more questions right now than, than answers on some of this talent that A-State has to replace. Of course, we also talked with Coach Matt Daniel on Wednesday, he filled us in on some of the changes behind the scenes as well. And it was not just, um, it, it was not a super smooth offseason for A-State in the sense that, you know, they went through several different strength trainers and, and things like that. And that's always kind of a, look, that can be a setback if it's if it's not seamless. And when you go through as many as they did, I don't, I don't know how in the world it could be seamless, to be honest with you. But we look forward to getting to know more about A-State women's basketball throughout the course of the season. And of course, we'll be listening to Cade on the ticket call these games so very excited congratulations thank you i'm thrilled to get going it's it's a it's a cool day you can read more about it of course they've got the official announcement they've got the nice write-up at astateredwolves.com and of course if you want to share your congratulations our phone lines are open at 9303776 you can just shoot Cade a tweet of course he's at Cade Carlton as well so uh, really, really neat stuff. Our phone lines are open, by the way. Uh, we've got five for Friday picks. We've got a KavanaughCars.com question of the day. Is we're asking you what's going to happen tomorrow for A-State and App State. And right now, most of you picking the Mountaineers not just to win, but to, to win big. They're favored by 20 and a half. And 56% of you uh, think that that is going to be the outcome as it's going to be significantly tilted in the Mountaineers advantage now what we do on every game day eve is we go through and we look at a few questions that could ultimately decide the outcome of of the game it's our five questions on Friday and not to be confused with the five for Friday when you can win a burrito I've just got too many fives going on maybe we might have to change this up next season but I digress question number one for this question or uh, this game between A-State and App-State I don't know if the Red Wolves can force turnovers look I usually hate to put turnovers in these questions because it seems like such low-hanging fruit I kind of hate tuning into (laughs) a game preview where somebody says it'll be decided by you know whoever takes care of the football will have a better chance to come away with the win well no no kidding Captain Obvious I mean if you're able to get more possessions than your opponent that puts you in a better spot so I usually don't involve a turnover question in our questions. But I'm making an exception today because even though App State is very good at almost everything, and in some cases very, very good, they're not great at taking care of the football. In fact, there are only 10 teams in college football that have lost more fumbles than the Mountaineers. They've lost a fumble in five of the last six games. So A-State has to be able on be on the look tomorrow for any possible opportunity to sneak in an extra possession. A 1A question to follow up on that is, can the Red Wolves take advantage of extra opportunities? Now, I'm not saying that A-State is definitely going to recover a, a fumble tomorrow, but if they do, can they capitalize on it? 
because this has been a real issue for A-State this season, okay? Ten turnovers is what they forced. Eight against their FBS opponents. And out of those eight turnovers forced, only once had they been able to capitalize it, capitalize on it with and get a touchdown. One out of eight times, they've turned an extra possession into a touchdown. Four of those times, they have at least gotten points out of it with a field goal. But then three times, they've gotten no points at all. So when they are getting those opportunities, there's more often than not nothing or, or very little to show for it. You have to take advantage of your opportunities. In I mean, that's huge in any game, right? But it's especially important when you are playing a team that is going to present such a significant challenge. My third question, I'm curious if the offense can get back on track. Every unit has a bad game from time to time. Sometimes you just, as, as a unit, it's just a stinker. But we've now seen the Red Wolves fail to score an offensive touchdown in two of their eight games this season. And I can't even guess how long it's been since that happened, since that has happened, since there's been two games in one year mm. where A-State has not had an offensive touchdown. I get that it's going to be a challenge to move the ball and score a lot against what is a solid defense for App State. They're not spectacular statistically, but they are solid. But there has to be some kind of, of sign of life in this one. Hopefully with Lane Hatcher even further removed from a really hard takedown against Louisiana, he will be able to get back on track. But he's got to do a better job this week of not forcing passes and not making some of the mistakes that we saw him make against against South Alabama. A question that ties right into that, can the offensive line protect Hatcher? And honestly, you could like copy and paste this question for just about every day, um, every game. But I bring it up again because App is, is pretty good at making plays behind the line of scrimmage. The Mountaineers have had three different games with four sacks this year. And that makes me nervous. They had six sacks against Arkansas State last season. And as we know, these QBs, whether it's been Hatcher or whether it's been Blackman out there this year, these guys have, have been sacked a lot. And they've also just taken an absurd number of hits. So for A-State to have a chance of success on Saturday, they've got to make sure Hatcher has a little bit of a, a cleaner jersey than we've seen in some previous games. And my final question is we... Also, focus this one on the offense. Can A-State just knock it off this week with the completed passes behind the line of scrimmage? Just just this game. I, I know they work for some teams in some instances. But to the best of my recollection, they're not really working very well for Arkansas State this year. And when you add into the fact that you've got, you're facing a team that is is, I think, top 20 nationally in tackles for loss per game. And you added to the fact that A-State has an issue getting traction on first and second down and, and continually ends up in third and long situations. Like, stop completing passes where you are going to lose yardage. Yeah. There were, it's not a significant number, and there were several other plays that were that were tackles for loss or that were um, not great plays. But, you know, there, there were two plays I can think of off the top of my head last week against South Alabama that were completed passes that went for negative yardage. 
you can't you can't have that you can't complete a pass and have it cost you so I'm just I'm just tired of seeing those passes that um I, I just don't want to see them anymore <laughs> <laughs> to be fair more times than not screen passes and swing passes don't work for anybody it, they they're just not not working this year I'm I'm over it I'm obviously not the play caller they yeah. obviously do not care about my opinion on this and we're probably going to see a couple tomorrow but I'm just I'm I would they make me want to gouge my eyes out at this point because they are not successful in generating the yardage that Arkansas State needs to move the football now this offense is struggling and unfortunately there's not a huge amount of plays that are there's not a lot of running plays right now that are generating good yardage for Arkansas State and you can't continue with a boom or bust offense because now everybody knows it's coming and everybody knows how to defend it. So I, I get that A-State just as a whole is kind of in a bind offensively, but just no more completed passes behind the line of scrimmage, please, and thank you. <sighs> Let's take a break. We're going to have some open phone lines during the break. 930-3776 is the number to call, but we'll start looking around college football. going to be a fun weekend. Keep it here with us. We'll be back in a moment on the ticket. The Ritter Communications Hotline is open now on Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. Call 930-3776. Every person deserves respect, and that's what you're promised when you work with Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Bill Stanley and Jared Woodard are proud former lettermen at Arkansas State, and with over 45 years' experience, they've earned their reputation as hometown lawyers that get big city results. In fact, they've both been recognized in the National Trial Lawyers Association Top 100, whether it's personal injury, nursing home neglect, criminal defense, or civil litigation. Get respect, results, relief with Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Call 932-2000 and visit stanleywoodard.com. It's John G. for George Kale Motors in Newport. Have you ever been to a car dealership and a salesperson chases you around like you stole something? At George Kale Motors, we won't chase you around or lie in front of your car to make you stop. But we will try to do everything we can to make you comfortable and enjoy your shopping experience. We offer great selection, great prices, and exceptional service after the sale. View our entire inventory at georgekalemotors.com or come see us at Newport off Highway 67, Exit 85, GMC and George Kale Motors. We are professional grade. Domino's Pizza is hiring. Work in a fun, fast-paced environment with Domino's. Do you have solid math skills, sound judgment, and the ability to multitask? You want to be the boss? Domino's Pizza is needing an assistant manager. Domino's is also hiring for delivery drivers with fun and flexible hours and a great schedule that'll fit what you're looking for. And take home cash every night. Domino's needs customer service representatives too. Apply now at jobs.dominos.com. That's jobs.dominos.com. Domino's Pizza is an equal opportunity employer. You know, there's a lot of frustration in farming. One of them is sitting in your truck waiting on parts while your field needs to be worked. That's why Baker Implement is committed to you and your farm, providing you the best service, support, and quality parts fast. With multiple locations, they're sure to have the parts you need. That's why you need to visit BakerImplement.com. 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 Because sitting in that truck waiting for them parts just makes you madder and madder. Get your parts. Get them fast at BakerImplement.com. There's a lot of things we can say about the kind of experience you get when using First Financial Mortgage. Here are more glowing reviews from satisfied customers. I always hate buying, selling, or refinancing a home. First Financial Mortgage was great from start to finish. Everyone there was friendly and easy to talk to. Mary Tucker was a godsend. This was our first home to purchase, and she walked us through the entire process step by step. She is a true professional. Call Mary Tucker or Lori Weaver, 935-7808. First Financial Mortgage, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. 
see. Where are we going? I thought you wanted to get some stuff for the party. We're going to the old country store off the Cash River in Sedgwick, just 10 miles from Jonesboro. Yeah, but we need something besides beer and wine, don't we? The old country store has all spirits now. I'm taking you to see all your favorite men. Oh, you mean Jack, Jim, Jose, and Johnny. Yep. You know, Jose's my favorite. Keep your clothes on this time. The proceeding was recorded by poorly paid voice actors. The Old Country Store and Spirits, 16067 Highway 63 East in Sedgwick, just 10 miles from Dan Avenue. The Old Country Store. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade hanging out with you, 9303776. guess I should say Kara and Voice of Arkansas State Women's Basketball, Cade Carlton, hanging out. You get a longer title now. <laughs> I feel like longer titles are always good. Yeah, it's For nice. the most part. It's nice. Uh, 930-3776 is the number to call. Again, we've got our five for Friday picks ready for you. Um, we have also got KavanaughCards.com question, of course, asking you what you think is going to happen tomorrow uh, in A-State versus App-State. And we'll look at that poll on Twitter here in just a moment. Of course, do want to say thank you to our friends at KavanaughCards.com for sponsoring that poll every week. This is actually going to be, this might be a nice weekend to go out and, and check the inventory there at Kavanaugh. It's, look, it's, it's chilly at night and I'm a huge wuss and I have on a scarf right now <laughs> in the studio, but... Uh, tomorrow is going to be beautiful during the afternoon. Perfect day for some football later. Uh, might as well just treat yourself to a new vehicle in the morning, right? You can find the full inventory at KavanaughCars.com. And, of course, you can even, uh, th- they do a lot more than that on the website. So before you even get to the dealership, you can go ahead and get pre-approved. You can find out what your trade-in is valued at and uh, just make it a really quick, really painless process there at KavanaughCars.com. Looking elsewhere, I was really excited for some Sunbelt Funbelt football last night because, for the most part, um, the midweek games that we've seen have been pretty entertaining and pretty competitive. And, well, one of two of those happened last night. It was it was a competitive game between Georgia State and Louisiana, but it was not. They did not put the fun in Funbelt last night. No, <laughs> that game was game was about three quarters of suck. And then they finally did get it together in the fourth quarter and have some some fun, a little bit of fun back and forth there. Um, it was honestly a game that was kind of a mess in terms of officiating. Um, there was a Cajuns touchdown that was called back for I'm still not sure what. I saw them miss some plays in regards to um, some calls that could have gone Georgia State's way as well. So it's not like it was a one-sided thing. It was just kind of a mess overall. But there were... 17 points scored total in the first three quarters and 21 points <laughs> scored in the fourth quarter uh, between the two teams combined. Yeah. So it was just kind of... It was a punt fest for a half, pretty much. And it was clunky. Because Georgia State kicked a, they kicked field goal, what, their first possession, and then like, they just traded punts the rest of the first yeah. half. Neither quarterback played well. Neither team particularly ran it super effectively it's just I said last night on Twitter the Cajuns are a pretty bad good team yeah they've been in now if you're if you're Billy Napier obviously you're excited about the fact that you know you're coming out on top of these games but 
I mean, a four-point win over Georgia State, a one-point win over Arkansas State, a two-point win over South Alabama, a three-point win over Nichols. These are not exactly teams that are ranking really high up there in strength of schedule. Now, they did beat the brakes off App State. They were significantly better than the Mountaineers in that game. They also, as they should have, absolutely annihilated Texas State. But either either Louisiana can at times play down to their opponent or Georgia State is significantly improved in Week 9 over how they were in Weeks 1 and 2 where they, I mean, they got, they got absolutely demolished by Army yeah. to start week one is, of the season. So, because is, I was trying to find this this morning. If Lafayette wins 10 regular season games, are they the first team ever in Sunbelt to win, have three straight years of double-digit wins in the regular season? Oh, surely. Because there's been some that have done it, but they've counted the bowl game with that double-digit right. wins. But um, to have just double-digit wins throughout the regular season, postseason not counting. I would imagine, but we can we can find out. We'll think on that for a minute. Let's go to the Ritter Communications Hotline and check in with Chuck. How are you today? I'm doing good, Kara. How about yourself? Hey, doing good. Thanks for shouting at us. I think, uh, I hate to say this, man, but I think I have to stay to win, and I think they'll cover. They're, uh, they're going to have... They have a few statistical advantages over Arkansas State. I think there's a, a few positions where they have a, a talent advantage. It's it's just a game where so many things would have to go right for Arkansas State to be able to come out on top, honestly. Yeah, I agree with you. I hate to say it, but I think that's how it's going to go, man. I, I would love for them to see them knock them off, especially at home. Yeah. Oh, that would be, look, that would make, <laughs> I'm really, one of these days I'd really like to have a happy wolf house, and we haven't had one of those in a moment, so right. that would be, that personally, you know, I'm all for it, absolutely. I mean, you know, this is uh, Butch Jones's first year, not everybody is used to the style of, of the offense or defense he wants to call, mm-hmm. you know, and you're going to have growing pains the first year. You know? Yeah, I agree. And and unfortunately, we're, we're seeing them play out in real time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's pretty sad because, I mean, I think A-State's got a pretty talented team. I think it's just, yeah. you just you just cross your fingers that they get a couple uh, before this season is over to build some kind of momentum heading into the offseason, and that's kind of about, about as much as you can hope for at this point. All right. Uh, what I called for, man, do you think – Elaine Hatcher will transfer out this year. I don't know. I, I know there's gonna. I'm sure there's gonna be conversations with every single player on that roster in in the off season, and I don't know exactly what Butch Jones has in mind for for his offense. If he wants, if he wants a dual threat guy, if that is what he wants for his offense, well, I mean that Hatcher does not fit that bill, so. It depends on if he is really set on a particular type of quarterback to lead a state in the future, because well, see, I thought I thought Lane was he he doesn't have cinder blocks for feet, but he's not a. I don't think of him as a dual threat guy. Okay, all right. So, what about Beagle? Is he a dual threat? He is. 
That makes sense. Do you think we'll see him anytime this year? I don't know, and that's a really good question because we've hit a point now, Chuck, where, where he could play in the final four games and keep his red shirt. Um, now, I don't think they're going to just, just throw him into the fire and, and have him just take over, but I am curious if we'll see him, you know, if they'll throw in a package or two for him or if, we'll, um, or if he'll come in and, and mop up duty. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that's going to look like, what the game plan is there. Jones's comments during his weekly press conference earlier kind of, they made it sound like, you know, we would see a couple glimpses of Beagle this season. And, and why not? You might as well know what you got in, in a real game time situation if you are looking towards him in the future. But I don't know how, how much it will be. Right. I just, I don't know, man. It just don't seem like Lane has command of the offense like he did last year. Or year before last. I'm sorry, the year before last. Yeah. Well, I, I think, look, one of the things that significantly helped Lane Hatcher and would help any quarterback is the fact that if you go back to two years ago when he was a freshman, he was throwing to Omar Bayless, he was throwing to Kirk Merritt, he was throwing to Jay Adams. You had not you had not one, not two, but three different wide receivers that were all kind of security blankets that you just knew if you vaguely got it in their vicinity, they could haul it in. And that's going to make any quarterback on the planet look better. He he had some significant help in terms of the other guys on the field his his first year and, and last year too. I may not be pronouncing this name right, but he's a receiver. Uh, I believe his last name is Green. He's the one that had the uh, last year on the final game of the year because I think Adams was hurt or something. Had the yeah. – Breakout game. Is he not playing at all this year? I just, I've, for about three years, I would say I've probably not been able to adequately tell you the status of, of Dahu Green. Um, yeah. He, there were some really high hopes for him when he transferred in from Oklahoma, and then he was very snake bit. Like he broke his foot in the first game or in a preseason game or something like that. And then the next year he had an ACL tear, and I don't know if his knee has ever gotten right back to, to 100%. And, and he has done okay when he's been called on, but he's kind of he's just a little bit lower on the receiving depth chart at this point in time. You know, he's behind Corey Rucker and Tavalence Hunt and, and Jeff Foreman. And what about uh, Marco Murray? I don't know what's going on there. I know that uh, if if they don't play him anymore this season, he can take a red shirt this year because he's only appeared in four games. So if if he is not healthy, then. Honestly, that is that is the direction I want to see them lean to. I don't know what they're thinking as a coaching staff or where they're at as far as evaluating that situation. But, but honestly, if if he is not healthy, then I I would I would like to see this season be be done for him personally. Okay, and what about the running back from Yale or Princeton or wherever it was up north that transferred in here? Sure. So he is, um, we don't see him as much right now, or we haven't over these past couple of games in terms of, of running the ball. He has been out there some, but he's a guy who's really been doing the heavy lifting in the special teams, Chuck. He's, he scored on that 99-yard kickoff return touchdown uh, last week. He has another kickoff return touchdown earlier this season. So he's still out there a little bit in the run game, but he's really been like the, the heavy hitter in special teams. Okay. All right, well, then, Kara, that's about all I had. Uh, you got any picks today? We do. First off, I want to get your prediction for, for one thing going on in the Big Ten, though. Can Purdue pull off another upset? Uh, who do they have this week? Purdue is going to be taking on Michigan State this week. 
man, I'd love to see that, but no. Okay. No, I think Michigan State is for real. And like I've told you all week long, man, they worry me. You know, we, yeah. we, I, I'd be surprised if we didn't beat them. Or if we beat them. I, that's how much I'm worried about that game. Okay. They are the third-ranked team in the country for a reason. Chuck, let's get to some picking. These are all A-State and App State, okay? All right. Over or under 68.5 points scored. Man, I'm going to say right at 68, so would that be under or over? That'd be under by just a little bit. Okay. Is either team going to score a defensive or special teams touchdown? Yes. Which player will have more receiving yards, A-State's Corey Rucker or App State's Corey Sutton? I'm sorry, you cut out there, Charlie. I'll say, okay, I missed the first one after Corey Rucker. What was that one? So it's either Corey Rucker for A-State or Corey Sutton for App State. Okay. Don't have the most yards? Uh-huh, most receiving yards. I'm going to say uh, Corey Sutton. Their stats are really similar, by the way. Um, will A-State's first offensive point to the game come from a touchdown or a field goal? I'm going to say field goal because y'all got a great kicker. How many total interceptions are going to be recorded in the game? I'm going to say two. Okay. Hey, our tiebreaker, Chuck, total yards of offense for A-State. I'm going to say 363. Hey, we got it. All right, ma'am. You guys have a great day, and thanks for taking my call. And, Kate, congratulations on the the new job you got, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. You going to be calling the women's game? I am, yep. Okay. All right, man. Uh, y'all have a great day. Go Red Wolves, and have a good weekend. Hey, you too, Chuck. Thanks for calling. We've got to hit pause. We'll come back, take some more of your picks, continue to look around the college football landscape right after this here on The Ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Express Employment Professionals is hiring right now near you. Express in Stuttgart is now hiring for seasonal positions at Riceland that could transition into a long-term and lucrative career in the rice industry, a business vital to this area. These jobs are also a great opportunity to earn extra money with substantial overtime. Now is the time to join Riceland in Lona. Hazen, Desart, Holly Grove, Fair Oaks, Hickory Ridge, Parkin, Wheatley, or Stuttgart. Seasonal positions include harvest labor, dump operators, sample house workers, and appraisal. There's never a fee to apply with Express, and they offer free direct deposit or prepaid debit cards. Stop the job shuffle. Apply for the seasonal positions now available with Riceland, and you could transition into a continuing and rewarding career. Call 870-672-4568 to schedule an appointment to apply in person at Express Employment in Stuttgart, or begin your application on Online at expresspros.com. That's expresspros.com or 870-672-4568. At Mr. T's, they know football games start way before kickoff. And that's why Mr. T's is your tailgate party headquarters this football season. Get 30 packs of Bud, Bud Light, Coors, and Miller Light for just $20.75, tax included. Plus, Mr. T's has the largest selection of beers and wines from around the world, all at the absolute best prices. So make the game-winning drive to Mr. T's at Riverside or Mr. Mr. T's Express in Red Onion, Missouri. And as always, Mr. T's reminds you to drink responsibly. Mr. T's at Riverside. 
love your truck. Implaza Tire Service is here to help you make it even better with custom wheels, leveling kits, and the area's best selection of light truck tires, ATs, mud tires, and RTs up to 35s and bigger. Plaza Tire Service has the tires you want in stock today, and we'll help you select a great combination that gets your truck exactly the way you want it. In Jonesboro and South Caraway, and now at our newest location on East Johnson Avenue, the biggest selection, the best service, and the lowest prices on light truck tires are at Plaza Tire Service. You've been told banks with branches don't have the digital capabilities you need, but why not have the best of both worlds? At First National Bank, we have all the online banking tools you could ever need. Plus, if you need something, we have real people in real places near you. Digital, with branches, and real people. We know you can't be everywhere at once, but we can be anywhere you are. Check it, snap it, track it, pay it, move it, and ask it anywhere. First National Bank, putting you first, always. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Arkansas hunters, we need your help. There's a silent killer in the deer woods that is expanding through our state. Chronic wasting disease, a fatal neurological disease that affects deer and elk. The Arkansas Game and Fish Commission is asking that any harvested deer be tested at more than 100 free testing locations throughout the state. The data collected will be very valuable as we continue our research. To learn more about this disease and to find your closest testing site, visit ArkansasCWD.com. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone as we continue along here with the, uh, I guess, a game day eve show is what we've got going on. A lot of exciting college football coming up tomorrow. Kara and Cade with you. Phone lines open at 9303776. So we're asking you what's going to happen today today tomorrow in in a state versus app state and uh percentage is still really heavily in favor of you all thinking app state will not just win but win in cover and they're favored by about three touchdowns so you don't just see it as a win for the mountaineers but a very very sizable one as well we were just talking a little bit of sunbelt earlier mainly complaining about to be honest how boring Uh, Louisiana and Georgia State was, but again, uh, they get a win last night, so they're now 6-0 and in the Sun Belt and just very, very, very firmly in control of the Sun Belt West. In fact, I think, did they clinch? Yeah, they had yeah, to clinch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They clinched. They clinched the uh, Sun Belt West title last night because... Everybody else has three or more losses. A-State is is the biggest underdog on the weekend in, in the belt, but uh, Georgia Southern is a close second. They're a 19.5-point home dog to Coastal Carolina. In terms of, I guess, what are expected to be more competitive games, ULM, Texas State squaring off tomorrow in San Marcos. Uh, Texas State a favorite there, and I don't know if I see it, but... I'm wrong a lot when it comes to arguing with Vegas, so we'll figure that one out when it kicks out tomorrow. Kicks off tomorrow at two o'clock, and then uh, South Alabama playing at Troy for the Battle of the Belt. Like they have a real legitimate belt that they give to the winner of that game. Troy is favored in that one by four points. Should be a very interesting weekend uh, in the SEC as well. Is there's a couple of I- intriguing games I think coming up. Obviously, the big one in terms of the highest ranked teams that are going to be. Squaring off is going to be Auburn and, and Texas A&M. So, of course, Texas A&M had that big win against Alabama, and everybody was back on uh, the Jimbo Fisher bandwagon, but it's it's still a team that is not in the top 25. Yeah. And it's still a team that 
I mean, they have the signature win, obviously, but they don't have the consistent wins. Well, I mean, that whoever loses this game is out of the Sugar Bowl contention yeah. because right now it's all Brett Ole Miss to A&M all right there together for being the highest ranked SEC team that doesn't make the playoffs. So whoever loses this game is probably out of an access bowl. So, I mean, it's, it's a crucial game. A&M is favored in this one by four and a half points. They are at home. But I, I continue to be more and more intrigued on how Auburn continues to gather steam as the season goes along. Again, you go back to you go back to week four, and they barely survived Georgia State. Yep, barely. But then, of course, they're feeling pretty good right now with some of the games they've played recently and how they've been able to fare in those. You know, they're coming off that win against Ole Miss. Prior to that, it was a win against Arkansas. So the big blemish so far in in SEC play is a loss to Georgia. And that's a team that's going to beat everybody this year. So uh, tough schedule here for Auburn closing out A&M, Mississippi State, then the bye week against South Carolina, and then closing out the, the season, of course, in, in the Iron Bowl. But... Again, I'm I'm very intrigued in what Brian Harson kind of has has brewing there. Uh, other games of note, of course, Arkansas and Mississippi State is is a big one. And you know, at first I was kind of looking at these these teams record wise, and I was like, all right, why does Mississippi State get that 17 ranking in the college football playoff when these are both teams that are that are five and three? But you know, those three losses for Arkansas have all came recently, and with Mississippi State, you know, they do have that win over, well, Texas A&M and, and Kentucky. Yeah, but they also have losses to a bad Memphis team, a bad LSU yeah. team, and they got just dragged by Alabama. I think I was trying to talk myself into that. I, I didn't like seeing them ranked at 17 anyways. And now that I'm looking at these schedules a little bit more closely, I, I really don't get it. I yeah. guess the, I guess what the committee was looking at was the fact that Mississippi State has won three out of their last four, while Arkansas has lost three out of their last four. So maybe they see these teams trending, yeah, I'm in different just, directions. Weird things, weird things happen in Fayetteville, especially in November. So I just, I don't think State wins tomorrow. Three o'clock is when that one kicks off on the SEC Network. Also in the SEC this weekend, Brother Hugh rolling into Oxford. That should be interesting. Yeah, I mean, it it would be interesting if Liberty was like good. Like they're not good. They have yeah. Malik Willis and then a bunch of dudes. Like they're they're not nearly as good as they were last year. Like if they rolled in with one loss or no losses, it'd be interesting. But I don't know. It just it just kind of feels like a get it over with and get a win and be done with it. Yeah, I'm still intrigued. By how he'll be greeted uh, in that in that context. Oh, I mean, I I think he's going to get booed. I I don't think yeah. there's going to be enough people there for it to matter. But I think he's going to get booed. Elsewhere, uh, other games coming up. Nothing necessarily significantly of interest. Uh, Kentucky was a real good feel good story for a second. They look like they're about to fade away. They're hosting Tennessee. Uh, Florida is going to annihilate South Carolina, and I guess uh, you should probably go ahead and add Mizzou to your prayer list because I don't even know if they'll survive four quarters against Georgia. It's not going to be pretty. 
Georgia may break the SEC single game rushing record tomorrow. It, it's going to be it's. Ugh. I, I wonder if they're starting to have any buyer's remorse on on Eli Drinkwitz because not that not that they have significant expectations there in Missouri in terms of you know all of a sudden thinking they're going to be at the top of the SEC. They're four and four. They're one and three in Sunbelt Conference play. And, you know, Eli, so far in his time there, has said all the right things. And, and you know, he's been kind of a SEC media day darling with some of his funny quips and all of that. And, again, they knew it was not going to be a situation where he would walk in and have significant success early because Missouri just has not since they've been in the SEC. Although they did have, what, an East championship somewhere along the yeah. way? Uh, but, you know, if you think about who their finalists were, it was Eli Drinkwitz and Blake Anderson. And... While a successful record in the Mountain West doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have success in the SEC. I mean, Blake Anderson is is having success this year at, at Utah State. So you wonder if any at all, if their fans are like, what if? If they're playing the what if game right now. Because as a fan, that's, look, it's easy to do at times. When you're seeing a team not have the success that you hope and, and expect for them to have. But I tell you what, uh, one more break to take. We'll go ahead and take it, continue to look around the top 25 and have one more opportunity for you to call and get your picks in right after this. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone. Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95.3 The Ticket. Tickets for the annual Grand Classic are on sale now at DNW Outdoors, Jonesboro Cycle and ATV, and online at DougClassic.com. Doug Classic is a charity duck hunting competition benefiting the NEA Baptist Charitable Foundation. Ask how you could win great prizes like a 2021 Polaris Ranger 1000 Premium from Jonesboro Cycle and ATV, a $15,000 shopping spree to gamble home, and the duck truck, courtesy of Glenn Sane, completely camoed up and tricked out by DW Automotive with over $14,000 in accessories. Tickets are only $100 are on sale now at DW Outdoors, Jonesboro Cycle and ATV, and online at DougClassic.com. The 19th Annual Doug Classic, presented by NEA Baptist, DW Outdoors, Bandit Avery, Yeti, KAIT, Arkansas Health and Wellness, Drake, Gamble Home, Glenn Sane, Andy's Frozen Custard, Arkansas Blue Cross Blue Shield, Arvest Bank, Bayou DeVue, Elite Home Health, Elite Hospice, Hag Brown, NYIT, Ramson's Construction, Refuge Duck Calls, Sissy's Log Cabin, Sitka, Valley View Agri, Vineyard Outdoor, and East Arkansas Broadcasters. Jim's Pawn Shop in Jonesboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins. Deal with local people who will be there for you this week and the next. Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best loan terms in the area. Jim's will give you money on almost anything of value. You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting gear, electronics, inventory changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland in Jonesboro. Voted best to the best six years in a row. The folks at 1812 Pizza Company want to thank you for supporting locally owned businesses during times like this. At 1812 Pizza, still feeding your family the best pizza, sandwiches, and salads at all three of their locations. You can get curbside pickup in Manila or at Hilltop, and the Race Street location has a drive through window. Delivery is available from all 1812 Pizza locations, and it's brought to your door by one of their employees, not a third-party company. From their family to yours, thanks for eating local with 1812 Pizza Company. We all know this has been a different kind of year. We will not have our luncheon Veterans Day as usual, but we want all of our veterans to know how much our Glen Sane families appreciate each one. From Monday, November the 9th, to Friday, November the 13th, 
We want each veteran to come by and get a $25 gift certificate. It's good at any one of our four dealerships for parts or service. We want you to know just how much we appreciate each one of you. Glenn Sane, and God bless our troops. The Storehouse has a new location, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, and they have everything for your business. Office supplies, office furniture, fireproof files, printer towers and ink, break room supplies, cleaning supplies, bathroom supplies, self-inking stamps, printing, and so much more. The Storehouse offers free delivery, and you can order online or over the phone if you need. The Storehouse, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, or call 870-972-6360. Put your business in the hands of the experts at The Storehouse today. You've already mailed it in at work today so you might as well keep it right here back to the workday red zone welcome back to the workday red zone Kara and Kate with you for one final segment it is the home stretch it is last call here on the show 9303776 is the number to call. So what happens in Saturday's A-State game? Well, only 19% of you rolling with the Red Wolves to win. 26% going with App State to win. 55% of you taking App State to win and to cover. We've also got our five for Friday picks uh, if you want to chime in on those. And if not, uh, at some point in time today, I'll I'll have them up this afternoon on Facebook, facebook.com slash 95-3, the ticket. To recap, some A-State news from earlier today. A new voice of Arkansas State women's basketball has been introduced, and that is our own producer, Kate Carlton. So very excited about being able to listen to those games. That starts Tuesday, by the way. Yeah. You ready for basketball season? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I got okay. spot chart done yesterday. So, so you're good. Go. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not very good at making the mental switch back and forth when that month when football and basketball collide. I'm just I'm basically worthless and I never know what. I'm oh, I mean, if I if I was still like, if Brooklyn was in the playoffs and I was having to balance that, then yeah, I'd suck too. You've got one more Brooklyn game to call tonight. Yes, and then the focus switches to Arkansas State women's basketball on Tuesday. Obviously, uh, we'll talk a lot of A State hoops with you on Monday because both the men and women's season officially tips off on Tuesday. On Tuesday, of course, we're not going to be with you since it's a daytime game, so no workday red You're welcome. zone. Yes, thank you. Tuesday and Friday. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm not <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend that I am mad about a 3-day work week. Like that would be Sometimes I lie to you guys about like the show schedule and things like that and what order we're doing segments. I'm I'm not going to lie to you and tell you. I'm I'm not excited about an I mean, abbreviated work week next. You could week. always do a 1-hour show on Friday. Game starts at 10:30, so I mean it'll be over with by You know, I could, or I could just put in a whole request off for the day and not come to work. Guess which which one of those I've I've done and will be doing. (laughs) Uh, Other news from around the country, of course. It's going to be a big day around college football tomorrow, but just a quick last Sunbelt update. Uh, James Madison has now formally accepted an invitation to the Sun Belt. They're actually going to do a weekend press conference. That's going to be tomorrow morning at JMU's Atlantic Union Bank Center. 
So before you dive into all your your football pregame shows and coverage and all of that tomorrow, go ahead and keep an eye out on social media for JMU's introduction to the SBC. We'll just go all letter abbreviations for the rest of the time when we're we're talking about this. Coming up tomorrow in terms of games uh, that I think we're all going to have our eye on, obviously some really good top 25 matchups. But I'm kind of intrigued if we're going to see any undefeated teams go down. We've still got a decent number. Uh, The team that looks the most... Set for a potential upset, could possibly be Wake Forest. Um, they're actually an underdog, a undefeated underdog at four and four, North Carolina. Now this one is in Chapel Hill. That's part of the reason why, but a dog by two and a half points in that one. So that would be interesting. They're, Wake Forest is not ranked that highly in the CFP, but yeah. If even though the ACC is very bad this year, I don't foresee any way where an undefeated Power Five team would be left on the outside looking in. So, of course, I don't see any way that an ACC team gets in unless they are undefeated. So every week there continues to be more and more on the line for for Wake Forest, Michigan State. Typically, you know, you would look at a, a third ranked team in the country against an unranked opponent. And just, you know, give the edge to the the ranked team, the number three team in the country. But Purdue just has a knack for being able to upset some significantly good teams. They really, really, historically play up to the level of their competition. Now, if Michigan State was ranked number two instead of number three, I would just tell you that Purdue was going to win. Because for some reason, the Boilermakers are able to knock off number two teams like nobody's business. So maybe... Michigan State feeling like they dodged a bullet this weekend, clocking in at at number three in the college football playoff rankings instead of number two. I don't know. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's on the road too. That's in. It is Purdue. So it is. That one kicks off at two thirty. Michigan State is favored by three in that one. Uh, elsewhere around college football, I'm scrolling here looking for some other marquee matchups. Not just uh, a ton coming up this weekend, which typically, of course, when we see weeks like this where there's not a lot of top 25 versus top 25 competition, seems like historically those are the weeks where it gets wonky, (laughs) where you see something goofy happen that you didn't anticipate seeing. So maybe it'll be like that this weekend. It always certainly makes things fun. Of course, we're getting to a point now where we're seeing some earlier start times. So a lot of these uh, fun games slated for 2, 2 in that range so should be another really fun weekend uh there's baseball at the tom this weekend there's basketball coming up next week at first national bank arena we'll start our high school basketball broadcast around the eab sports network next week so it's kind of a a really fun time for sports fans in this area and of course across the country i know there's a lot of stuff we probably could have worked into the conversation today but uh Four minutes left. We're just we're just killing time now on a Friday. That's that's what the last four minutes of, of this show will be. Meant to touch on a little bit earlier today, uh, the coaching carousel. Not any new vacancies in the past 24 hours, by the way. But there is a, what is perceived to be a pretty big target of this coaching carousel that got a new contract. Sonny Dykes at SMU is... Reported to be a target potentially at Texas Tech. Reported to potentially be a target at TCU. And SMU is trying to hold on to them. They've, they've got some dollars 
and they've given him a contract extension offer. He's got a contract on his desk to make him one of the highest paid group of five coaches in the country. But right now it is just uh, it is sitting on his desk. But they're a, they're a private school, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. So yeah, they they have money. They have SMU has money. Yeah, they have money. Well, I mean, first off, any school in the Dallas metro area has money. Yes, yes. It really just depends on what Dykes feels like he can accomplish at at SMU. You know, there's unfortunately a cap to what a group of five coach can do at this point in time. So if he thinks he is a national championship caliber coach, then no matter how much money is in that contract, he might decide that it is ultimately time for him to move on from SMU. It's going to be interesting. The state of Texas is really going it, to, it is already dominating this coaching carousel, and it's going to continue to. You've got two vacancies there. You could potentially have a third at SMU. You could potentially have one at Texas State as well. I do wonder about the, the temperature on Jake Spavadol's hot seat. There's so many schools in Texas, I'm sure there's like three that I'm leaving out that could potentially have vacancies as well. Yeah. And Co- then it, Co- uh, coacheshotseat.com, by the way. Oh, coach, great website. Okay, coacheshotseat.com. Yes. I'll check on that. And then in addition to that, you know, one guy that could have easily gotten paid uh, elsewhere this coaching carousel season in UTSA's trailer has signed a significant contract to stay there with them. So again, this is going to be this is going to be a very Texas dominated coaching carousel. Who is number 1? Scott Frost at coacheshotseat.com. Then Dan Mullen at Florida, Butch Davis at FIU, who is uh, rumored to possibly be retiring anyways. Is there interesting? Sarkeesian cracks the top 10 even in year 1. Seth Luttrell yeah. at North Texas. Our friend Walt Bell lands on this list. I'm not necessarily surprised. I just don't know if anybody <laughs> anywhere could do that much better at UMass. Uh, they need to update the page because Tom Arth is out at Akron. He clocks in at number 13, but he's he's done for. So they're going to have to they're going to have to refresh at coacheshotseat.com. Covering college football coaching from Miami to Honolulu. I like how it's a very basic website, you it know. It is. But I like how they're, the first picture you see on coacheshotseat.com is a chair on fire. <laughs> it is literally a seat that is hot. Very, very appropriate, I guess you could say. So, uh, so good stuff there. Good stuff there from coacheshotseat.com. I'll probably dive into that some more this afternoon. By the way, official release from Sunbelt. Uh, the Sunbelt coming out, talking about the press conference with James Madison. And uh, 9 a.m. if you want to wake up and, and watch that or follow along on social media. I'll be honest, you do you. I'm probably not probably <laughs> not going to be <laughs> taking part in that. I'll be, I'll be reading tweets and items of note from it uh, a little later in the afternoon. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate it. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is next, followed by The Drive at 3 o'clock. Have it here in... Monday morning for the front row with Budro. That'll be followed by RWRC Radio with JC at 10. And then Kate and I will be back Monday at noon. For Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great weekend.